Thank you for listening to the Made with Love Experiment. My name is Nicole Snow, and I'm the founder and CEO of Darn Good Yarn. This podcast is a look into the lives of makers, women, and entrepreneurs as we dissect what it is that helps us curate life on our own terms. Creativity is not just for some crafting supplies and a pattern. I believe creativity can fuel you to live your best life. And yes, it's all an experiment. Join me as we dive into the world of these special individuals, and my hope is that you take some morsels of encouragement and empowerment so you can go and create your best life. Hey, everyone. It's Nicole Snow. I'm the founder and CEO of DarnGoodYarn.com, and you are listening to the Made with Love Experiment. And today, I have Miranda on with me, and she has a great website, great Instagram, too. You love color. Crazy for Crochet Mama. Um, that name just resonates with me, even though I'm not a crocheter myself. Um, the whole mama and a little bit crazy, but at least the fiber arc stuff is part of it, too. Um, so Miranda, uh, Miranda is over in Ohio. Um, and Miranda, tell everyone, you know, describe your aesthetic, your company. Um, we're going to put all of your links in our show notes as well. So, um, if you all love color, like I do, this is, um, definitely an Instagram and a website that you really need to be following. So welcome to the show, Miranda. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say that mine's definitely based off of color and it, like anything magical or majestic and actually anything that just like isn't the norm. I could say I'm not really like a nor- the norm, I guess, in crochet. I definitely do things a little differently and I have always noticed that, that I'm kind of like not, I don't want to say an outsider because that's not a good way to explain it, but like um, that I'm someone that's trying to bring in something different to the crochet world, I guess is what I, I feel like I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm modern. I think I'm like making everything more modern. Like um, you think about crochet, a lot of people still think about, you know, their grandmother's crochet, you know, like you know, normal Afghans or granny squares, you know, and like that's still like huge people today in crochet, but I really enjoy bringing ideas and new like colors and new collaborations and just, I like to change things up a little bit and so I guess I feel like that's the way I see my my, my business and like how I do my things is that I just like to be different and I love just to be myself because I'm definitely all over the place and I, I feel like that's okay because obviously we know I love collar and I, lo- I like a lot of mermaid things because I have a lot of mermaid patterns but I like to feel like you can do anything. I really like that. I really like that there should be no choice on what you can do with crochet. Like you can't stick, you don't have to stick with a certain certain genre or a certain collar or a certain scheme. I feel like you can do anything. And that's really what I really feel like my business is out that you can choose anything and do and be anything. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's really great. You know, I love, you know, in looking at your work in the current time here, it has, it is very fanciful. Like it has, um, if that's even a word, um, but like you have your mermaids, you have your unicorn, you have some really cool, vibrant fish. And like even your hats though, they're, they're just the, it's exactly what you want in the winter. These like beautiful pops of color. Like I think you're the first person I've seen to use sort of a ch- chartreuse colored pom-pom for the top of a hat, which I think is so cool. Um, and then with like multicolors and, um, the other thing I noticed too about your like aesthetic is that you're not afraid to use like really deep, um, ridges and very textured, uh, stitches for your work. Um, do you do that by choice or is it just fun for you? Like, where do you get your stitch choice from? I actually, um, I'm really drawn to texture, I guess. Uh, now that you're, 
and I really never noticed how textured my stuff is until like you actually brought this up to me. Um, I always, so I never really noticed that I did that. But yeah, you're right. I just I'm always drawn to um, stitches that you don't see used a whole lot. I like to I like to challenge myself too. I guess it's like I like to do that, but I like to make it very easy. So when I write my patterns, they're very, very step-by-step oriented. Like I like to add lots of pictures. I like to explain exactly what's going on because I want it to be able to be where beginners can even do even an intermediate pattern like of mine. And I just try to be as easily accessible for everybody because that's sort of truly what I want in life. I want everybody to be able to think that they can do something because they can. Um, you know, I just, I really want them to believe in themselves, and so that's why I like to add a lot of texture because I know a lot of people are intimidated, like when they see like different textures, especially like there's the faux knit look, um, which I love to use. That's probably one of my favorite stitches. Yeah, the, I know um, you noticed that for like your like your uh, your cup cozies. Yes, I love the faux knit look. It's just like it's my favorite. Um, I can't help it. It's just I love those looks. I love that it looks knit. Um, I well, I can it too, but I definitely prefer crochet just because I'm really quick at it. Um, people will always try to tell me to post videos of myself crocheting because I crochet so fast. They're like, you need to post more videos. Like, how fast can you crochet? And I'm like, well, I am pretty quick, but I just think it's um, the way I hold my yarn, the way I hold my hook, and it's just been practice. Practice makes perfect, and it's definitely true. Because when I first started crocheting, I was very slow. I didn't know what I was doing. It was um, ten at the time. So it was very fun, and uh, I was only taught this single crochet stitch. So at the time, I got really bored. And, you know, as actually most authentic crocheters can, you know, agree. Doing a single crochet stitch does take a while to get to the finished product if you're doing all single crochet. So um, as a 10-year-old, you can imagine the impatience that I had because I was like, okay, this, is, this can't be all there is in crochet. And so I kind of stuck it back a little bit. I my grandma still continued to teach me some things, but I didn't pick it up fully again until 2010. 2010, I brought, I, I picked it up again, and like it's like it just clicked in my mind, and I was able to do all these different stitches, and I was just like, it's like the possibilities of what you can make is endless. And I actually started writing patterns in around 2012, 2013, but I was afraid to share my patterns because I just. At times, I didn't feel like they were good enough at the time. Cause and I was where just so are you new. selling right now? Are you selling like on Etsy or or tell people a little bit about that? I, I, I'm just because I'm, I'm looking on your Etsy. Well, I should say I'm looking on your Etsy store right now, but are you selling on Ravelry as well? Yes. Um, I actually prefer Ravelry, to be honest. Um, I like Etsy, but I prefer Ravelry just because um, I feel like it's simpler and it's easier to use and they save all your patterns in one place, which is to me amazing. Because Etsy doesn't do that. You have to go back and find your old email, download the files from the old email, and it's just, I feel like that's a little more complicated mm -hmm. considering Ravelry you can just save in your library and it's always there. And right. so like, I, try to, I try to tell people that. Like, Ravelry is so easy. Like, they're like, I don't have a Ravelry account. I'm like, well, it's really simple because like, it actually is way more beneficial because you can save every one of your patterns from any maker all in your library and yeah. find them. I can totally agree yeah, with that. But you have a pretty decent, you have a pretty decent following, and I know some of our makers. We do have, um, you know, other business owners that uh, listen to this, and I, I think they'd be really interested in hearing how you've been able to build up, um, build up your store. Like how, you've been selling since what 2013 on Etsy, at least. So you've had almost 1,700 yeah. sales, and that's like that's not that's a that's a number you should be proud of. You know, um, how yeah. have you? Done 
I'm sorry, cut out. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, I was just I was just wondering, like, if you'd be willing to share, like, how how have you um, gotten the word out about your your patterns? You know, because it, if you have a really you do have a really unique aesthetic, which I think is awesome. But are you doing like advertising, or is it, are you just pushing this all through social media? Like, how have you grown your reach um, on these platforms? To be honest, um, it has all been social media. And oh. it's crazy because, like, I never would have even dreamt that when I even posted my first, I published my first pattern, um, I never would have even dreamt it would have done as well as it did. Like, I literally just had done it, and I only had, had 300 followers at the time on Instagram. So I just thought, oh, well, you know, this is going to be something I can try out. You know, I really enjoyed it. You know, I finally got the strength to put it out there and publish my first pattern. And then it's like it blew up. It was very weird, very strange, like, because I just, thought this can't be this easy because I know that a lot of people like try for years just to get a pattern people to see it buy it, and want it so mm -hmm. when I published my mermaid dreams messy bun beanie with the um at the time it was red heart retro stripes yarn which is like that pastel rainbow look mm -hmm. it looked like a pastel rainbow of mermaid scales and so I was obsessed with it and so it just kind of blew up and then it started becoming word of mouth. And so people were buying the patterns and then people were sharing reviews and people were sharing on their Instagrams and then other people would see it from theirs. And it just kind of kept growing from there. And I just was like, this is so unreal. Like, cause like at the time I just never thought it would be, it would turn out that, like that. Like I never dreamed that it would be, that this would happen to me because it always was a dream, but I never dreamt that it actually would come true. And then I just, everything just started happening more. Everything was flowing more. And then I was like, how do people work with yarn companies? And so after I got around probably 5,000 followers, I decided I'm going to start trying to reach out to yarn companies. And so I had sent a pattern into Red Heart. And it was my very first one I sent into them. And they wanted to buy it. And I was like, oh, my wow. gosh, this is crazy. And so I was like, this is just like, you know, that was that was a big dream for me right there. I knocked something off my bucket list. I was like, this is crazy. I have I sold a pattern of Red Heart. I mean, that's just like completely shocking to me. And then um, after that, I started getting more confidence. And as my confidence grows, grows, I feel like my business also was growing along with me. So I feel like as I was healing and growing as a person, my business was also going in the same direction. Yeah. And I also think being real with everybody also helps people to stay with you and want to support you because I try, I don't want to be fake to anybody. I want to be completely honest, real, that life is not always clean and perfect. Pictures aren't always perfect for Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always a mess in the background or something crazy. I mean, we're, we're moms or, you know, we're working moms, you know, or we are dog moms, you know, we have so much <laughs> going on in the background that you just never know like really what's going on. Like you can get the one picture and then really not know, like, in the background, it might be, like, total chaos. But Because yeah, um, that's how it is for motherhood. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because that's been a, a pretty common theme here is, like, not comparing yourself to the crocheter next door <laughs> um, or something like that where, like, you really don't know what's going on behind the lens. And it's it's important to keep that in check for yourself. You know, it's, it's kind of really one of the big reasons I wanted to even do this podcast is to really highlight all the mess that's behind the camera. It's so easy to think like, Oh, all these people are so successful. And, um, and it's like, man, I, it's not, it's just a lot different than within. I think social media and public relations and things you're reading on the internet, like will have you believe. Um, and I think that 
it's behind the scenes that that kind of messy stuff that really is interesting to people because you go like, Oh, you know what? I can do that versus it just being an intimidation and a block for creativity to put your best version of yourself out into the world, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree because, um, I fell on that same trap to be honest. When I first started oh, okay. out, I thought, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. I'm like, I don't have the perfect picture or I don't have, you know, the means to take a good picture to share it on Instagram. Like this picture's not good enough. You know, I did the same thing. And then I realized it doesn't matter because it's like, if, as long as I think it's beautiful, it's beautiful and I'm going to post it and this is how it's going to start. And this is what it's going to be. And you know, and it be, you also don't, things don't have to be perfect. And that's why I try to explain to people too. Like I'm so plain. I could tell you, I'll take a picture with my cell phone and I'll post it. I can take a picture with my Nikon and I'll post it. But like, seriously, the likes don't change. The comments don't change. The, the picture, the quality of the picture of the product doesn't change. It's the same, you know. It's just like you might put a little more effort or you might have a little more editing on something than the other. But I definitely just think just do what you want. Like just post what you want and like things will just fall into place. Right. Because I honestly, like I said, I would, in the beginning, I was always like trying to have everything perfect. And then I'm like, that's just not how it's going to be. Now I literally will throw down a hat. Uh, my hook that I might have used with it, some scissors, and, like, the yarn to accentuate it and take a picture, and that's it. Like, it will be, like, a two-second thing because I'm like, you know, why put so much effort into something when right. you're just showing off, like, your finished product anyway? And so I think the people just put a little, like, they think they put too much pressure on themselves to make the perfect picture. And now, I so I feel you, like when did you when did you get your um, your your yarn tattoo on your wrist? Oh, oh my goodness. Um, it was in, it was, I was in Columbus, Ohio, um, with my friends. It was for, I think we went up there for, I think, what did they go up there for? Oh my gosh. Um, I think, oh, I know what we did. Sorry. I'm getting off track. It was, um, we went to a, um, a, um, hippie fest. It, it, it was fun. I had crocheted myself a vest and a top and everything, and I had went to um, I had went to, um, we had went up there to the hippie fest, and so it was really fun. And it was a day of like you know just kind of hanging out and songs and people singing and dancing, and so it was definitely an enjoyable time. And then the like this was the day the day before um, we went to the hippie fest. I wish we decided that we were going to go get tattoos, and it was just my. Um, it was my sister, my older sister, and my best friend who lives in Columbus, and she's a nurse. And we were, like, trying to find a tattoo place at the time. So it was a very funny story. And the first one was closed, and then we happened to find this other one. It was called High Street Tattoo. And I knew I always wanted a crochet-related tattoo for, the long, for longer than I can remember. I've wanted one. But I was always, like, you know, nervous to get one, and I was like, well, I'm just going to do it. And so my sister got hers first, and she had just gotten – just like a simple plain tattoo. And then my best friend got a lotus flower on her ankle. And then it was my turn. And the whole time I was getting done, I couldn't even feel it. Like I thought, oh, this is going to hurt so bad for my wrist. But I didn't even feel it. And it's just like, the was actually giggling the whole time, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but like, I was so happy because it was so plain and it meant something so much to me. And like, I look at it all the time. I just run my fingers over it. And I'm like, because this is something that's a big part of me. Like crochet is just like a huge part of my life. A huge part of my healing and like I just look at it and I always am reminded like this is you know this is who I am this is part of who I am and who I always will be and I just I love love and I love heart so the, that's how the heart was in there as well um but yeah 
I just felt like it's just a part of me. And I know I want more crochet related tattoos. So, <laughs> so we're going to, so we'll see like, if, you wanna, if you want to follow along, we're going to follow you on Instagram and follow your um, crochet tattoo um, journey for sure. Um, yeah, I have a plan for one on my, my, um, my niece can draw really well and I love Care Bears and Mermaids. So she drew me a Care Bear and Mermaid that was like, it's combined. Nice. And it had a yarn ball on its stomach, and it was holding a crochet hook. I was like, I need this. I need that that's in my cool. life. I need that for my next tattoo. That's really cool. So, you know, like, it, it leads into the question, what does having it all really, what does having it all mean to you? Um, currently, I feel like, I, you know, I do have it all just because I never would have been where I'm at now if it wasn't for the confidence that my counselor kind of helped instill in me. Um, so... I just hope I just keep growing and things keep, you know, looking up for me. But uh, having it all to me is just like having a supportive family, having a supportive spouse, having, you know, supportive people around you and people who are proud of you and just always there to support you, especially followers. People are so sweet on Instagram. I have never met such sweet people. Like there's sweet people you don't even think like even like are following you or know what's going on in your life but then when they find out you're sick or something's happened you get all these dms like where they're like oh i'm so sorry i hope you feel better and you're like so many people care and you don't even realize but it's so much bigger than you and like so to me having it all is just having such a huge you know following of people who care about you just as much as you care about them and care about your journey and care about crochet and like a community it's that's what it is a community i feel like having a community is having it at all because if you don't have a community and you don't have a tribe like if people who are always supporting you you really don't really have much of anything because you know support is the biggest thing to me like with anything is you're not having support and you're not having the guidance to where you need to be you know you don't really know where you're going to go you don't yeah. really have an idea what to do Absolutely. so i feel like so yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like that's like the biggest thing about having it all is having people who are, are there for you. That's great. Now you have you have two children, right? I have three. Oh, you have three children. Oh, I yeah. like that's, <laughs> that's that's even more incredible that you're able to do all of this and have three children. So I have no idea how you even have time for me right now, which is crazy. But like, <laughs> do, you, do you craft? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you craft with them like what sort of are are they do they have any aptitudes to follow in mom's footsteps oh my gosh my oldest i've been fully teaching her actually right now which um i know i had told you earlier she'll be seven in um, may but she is trying her hardest and we've gotten the chain down so i'm pretty excited so i told her she's gonna be my like my little my apprentice whenever we get <laughs> get things going <laughs> and she can help her mom help mommy out um and my youngest my very youngest my son's really not so much into it but my youngest will get my hooks and my yarn, and she just starts sticking, stabbing the um, skeins of yarn with the hooks. And, she's, <laughs> and she goes, Mom, look, I'm crocheting. And I'll be like, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> and I let her, you know, and she was tearing the skein up, but I let her do it because, you know, she thought she was doing what Mommy was doing. I was like, so you, I was like, you do that, baby. You crochet. And then so it's just, it's really sweet because they definitely want to do it. I know they do. And I actually can't wait to, you know, be able to teach all of them, really. Like, I think my son, it might help him with his, He's very, uh, like I said earlier, he's very overactive. He's very, you know, <laughs> very hyperactive. He's always bouncing around, and he has lots of energy to burn. And so I feel like if he would learn to crochet, too, it would probably help him with um, settling down a little bit. And so hopefully my kids follow in my footsteps. But so far, my oldest really wants to do it, and we're slowly getting her there. But it's kind of, she's kind of impatient, so 
she's like me, just like her mother when I was little. Um, so she does. If it's not happening right when she wants it to, she's like, "No, I'm done." <laughs> and she walks away. But yeah, I craft it mostly whenever they're playing. Um, if they're playing with each other, that's when I'll do my crocheting, or most of the time it's nap time, or even bedtime. So I'm one of those people who's like a night bird, and I'm always <laughs> up really late. <laughs> Because my kids, when they go to bed, I'm like, oh, I have all this stuff to do. And then I start crocheting, and then I don't realize what, how late it is, and then I don't sleep hardly at all, and I have insomnia. And so then it's like mostly I'm just like someone who's always doing more stuff at nighttime. And then I just happen to get like an extra 10 minutes during the day, and I'll snap a picture of my work and post it on Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's always kids running around me when I'm trying to get my pictures um, for Instagram. So like I said, my, like it's true, it's chaotic. It's very chaotic trying to get a picture for Instagram. It's funny um, because when you look at your Instagram, it looks very mellow and peaceful. I, I would love to see some of those background photos of, like, your kids, like, hijacking your last uh, creation and going, like, can't catch me sort of thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I definitely will have a million of those because my kids will, like, they'll, like, they'll, like stand on it and look at me and giggle and we'll back off. Or they'll put their hands in it or their feet in it, and then they'll, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, so it's always a fun time with my kids because, like, they're like, we're just helping you, Mom. That's all we're doing. We're just helping by putting little feet in the picture and little fingers in here. That's really <laughs> – and, and my youngest brings me other hooks. Like, she'll see you place a hook or something down, and she'll go get more hooks and lay them down. I'm like, yeah, that's okay. We'll use like, extra hooks in this picture. And so she brings me yarn, and she'll go, here, Mom, and she'll fling yarn at me for me to put in the picture. And I'm like, you know, she's just so used to seeing, she knows what I'm doing now, that she knows what all I grab when I'm going to take a picture now. And I was like, that's just so funny that they, you know, kids do learn from what they see. And so my kids definitely have. That's how <laughs> I take their pictures. <laughs> that's cool. No, that's really great. And, um, you know, I always, and I always tell people, like, our half hour always goes so quickly. Um, so we're actually at that point. Um I love to always end all of our shows um, and ask people, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given, either professionally or personally? And, you know, I I know that you have it's such a cool design aesthetic and to be able to kind of be create, courageous and really make your own trends in a lot of ways. Um, I'm interested to hear what advice that you sort of abide by on a daily basis that might help uh, even some of our listeners um, achieve their their best version of their lives? Um, honestly, the thing that always comes to mind is um, every time I'm having a little bit of struggling or if I'm feeling a little bit down on myself or on my work, I always think it is what it is. And that was something that my counselor told me a couple of years ago and to let it go. So there's the two things that she always told me to have a mantra of. And we're all imperfectly perfect, imperfect. So um, I always say that too. So it's like these are the three things that I always go by. It is what it is. Let it go. And we're all imperfectly perfect. So no one's perfect and we never will be. But our lives, we can always, you know, it is what it is. What's going to be, it's going to be and to let it go and just have faith that things are going to turn out the way you want them to want them to and so i always go by those three things like it's kind of like a mantra of mine and because you know you really can't always put pressure on yourself and that's one of the things i had always done was put so much pressure on myself and it was very 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 bad in a way but those three things helped me out a lot i know they're just like simple 
But um, those truly did help me because, you know, we all, like, especially the imperfectly, we're all imperfectly perfect. So we're all imperfect, but we're all perfect. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it doesn't matter who we are, where we're at, you know, whatever is going on in our lives, we're still who we are, which is perfect. And even if it's in an imperfect way, and even if we're messy, even if it's chaotic, even if it's crazy, or even if our ideas are a little different than others, um, we're still always perfect. And so that was something that's always been hard for me to um, to grasp for a long time. But now I see it for what it is, and you know, I you know, when things seem like stressful, I let it go because that's- you can't have you, you can't have negative negatives in your life you got to make sure you keep the positives because negatives only bring you down and the positives will lift you up. And yeah. so that's definitely my advice. That's awesome. That's I hope great. It made, advice. Hope it yeah. makes sense. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice sentiment to uh, end this on. And I, I, it's just been so nice to learn all about your life and how you've grown such a wonderful business with just beautiful colors and, such great creativity um, and it's nice to be able to go into someone's brain for a half hour and see how they tick. So this has been really fun. Thank you so much. Thank you.